Hey everybody, this week on Minivan Man, we're going to talk about reflecting on life. Take a second, it's life affirming. Then I'm going to tell you how you can get Dateline NBC to archive all of your photos and videos for you for free. And lastly, Aaron Arianpour is going to tell us about how he has to take Rice Krispie treats to his son's birthday at school because they won't let him take cake. The bastards. All of that and more on Minivan Men coming up now. Hey everybody, Minivan Men here, Maz Jobrani uh, with Aaron Arianpour, Al Madrigal having technical problems. Um, we've been doing this now for three years, three years, and uh, the reason I know it's uh, three years is because the first time we did it, my daughter was being born, and um, we were actually supposed to record with me, Al, and Chris Spencer that day, and I had to call them up and be like, hey guys, uh, I can't make it, my daughter's being born, and we have the recording somewhere, we should find it and put it up, but I called in from the hospital just telling them, hey, I'm here. And uh, we never aired it as an episode because they didn't do the episode. Um, that said, it's been three years, and we still are having technical difficulties. <laughs> um, and that's just, that's not just on Al. That's on me. That's on. It's it's interesting. I, you know, I, I don't know if you ever step back and just reflect because once in a while, what'll happen is you run into somebody, you go, "Wow, man, that was ten years ago." You know, and you, and you go, "That's crazy." Yeah. But very rarely do you review. You know. Like a yearly, I mean, you, you, I, I don't at least. I don't sit there and go, oh, wow, last year I did this, this, and the other. Or, or wow, this much time happened. Like, actually, my daughter's birthday, we we celebrated once at her school um, this past Friday. And they did a really cool thing. The teacher gave her, she had to pick up a, a globe. And there was a little sun in the middle of the room. And she had to walk around the sun as the kids sang some song. And once she does one full turn, she had to stop, and the teacher would say, "Mila, um, you're, you know, the, 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 the first part would go like, Mila was born, blah 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 blah, and she was one, and then they go, Mila, do you remember anything about when you were one year, uh, your first year of life? And then she would say something that was not obviously exact, but it was close." Okay. And then they would like, then she would go around the circle again and go, da 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 da, Mila was two. Mila, do you remember anything? Your second year of life? And then, but it was interesting because they, they had the kid reflecting. And she did. It was the, the interesting part was like, she said, I think on one of them she said, yeah, like she said, like, I went to Disneyland and uh, there was a boat ride. And this is amazing because we took her to Disneyland. I think she was probably like one and a half or just right around two. And we went with some friends, and we wanted to take her on It's a Small World, but it was closed. So the ride that we were able to take her on was Pirates of the Caribbean. Now, I don't know if you remember Pirates of the Caribbean, but it's basically, it's like a mini roller coaster. It's got drops into a dark uh, cave, basically, where they've got pirates chasing whores. Like, the, there's hookers <laughs> running in circles. It's not right for a kid, and there's like skeletons. <laughs> This poor yeah. girl cried for five minutes. I The whole time, she would be crying and trying to like, you know in scary movies when people are screaming and they're looking between their fingers to see what's going on at the same time? Uh-huh. You know, it was that. She was crying and not trying not to look, but always turning her head back to see what else is going on. And it was me for five minutes in the, in the stupid ride 
trying to hold her head to look towards me and trying to look for videos and pictures on my phone to show her. And then we came out, she was just crying, like, Daddy, no pirates, Daddy, no pirates, no pirates. But here we are, whatever, two years later, and she still remembers it. And you guys don't talk about it at home? You, there's no photo or video? For, see, I've, I've always wondered that, too. It's like, how much of it do you really remember? And how much of it is that you've heard the story? Like, maybe your parents have told the story, um, or you've seen a video of it enough times to where you, you mistake that for a real memory. No, there has been no videos, no pictures. Once in a while, we'll talk about it. I started to do a bit about it on stage because I say, you know, uh, and, and credit to Amir K for helping me. He's a comedian that people should look up. Very funny guy, Amir K. Um, he, he, we were, because I was doing a whole bit about going to Disneyland and I was telling him about the Pirates of the Caribbean and how my daughter was traumatized. And then he, he kind of came up with a good idea about how the, the pirates actually look kind of homeless, like they're all raggedy clothes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then and then and then I riffed off of that and I said that's kind of funny because then you could say like anytime she sees a homeless guy in L.A. she thinks she thinks he's a pirate and uh, she's like pointing at homeless people going daddy pirate and I'm like sir wait, we know you're not a pirate I'm sorry my daughter's confused and then I look closer I'm like oh you got a hook and got a hook bottle of rum and a <laughs> parrot on your shoulder wow maybe you are a pirate. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but no, we haven't, we haven't talked to, she just remembers it. And it, it was really impressive for me that she, that, that it's stuck. And I'm sure anyone that's listening knows, you know, it's just psychology. I mean, children psychologists will tell you these things, they, kids sense stuff, they remember stuff, they will bring up stuff from a few years ago. Remember when, you know, whatever, you and mommy were yelling at each other, and you're like, well, how do you remember that? You were six months old. Like, Dude. Yep, I remember. It's amazing, the selective memory. My my nine-year-old, Max, has got, like, this amazing steel trap. Um, well, we'll be driving down a street we haven't been down in who knows how long, and he'll bring up the story. Hey, you remember? Like, okay, you can remember all of that, but you can't remember if you brushed your teeth this morning. You yeah. can't remember me telling you to pick up your shoes you can't like it's amazing you can't uh, remember you can't remember sometimes it's after school i'll say dar what'd you do at school today it's like yeah. oh, i don't know there's <laughs> a whole day of trying to have a conversation with my son like i don't know daddy let's play the rhyme game i'm like all right <laughs> all right i don't i don't really want to know about your life anyway i mean i do but but how exciting is it when and then, and then if they ever remember you don't even know what the hell they're talking about I don't know how Max's storytelling is at his age, but at five, they basically tell you stories, assuming you know the characters. Right. You know, and they're like, and then Dylan was in, uh, in the first building, and then uh, Boston was uh, running around in circles on that thing. And you're like, okay, I have no idea what you're talking about. But uh, but you're engaging, you're showing interest, and after yes, a while, it's yes. hard to fake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, go, but 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 going back to this whole thing of reflecting on your life, like, can like, did do you ever reflect on like, oh, what what did I do last year? How what what you know? Oh, absolutely, and and and, and sometimes to a fault. I think that um, you know you you either hope too much for the future, you dwell too much in the past. It's really hard to stay you know present. Um, but it's also especially around the holidays or anything that's more like an anniversary, like a like a New Year's Eve or a birthday or. You know, to me, it just seems like a natural time to reflect. Like, I and wonder, like, do you, do you write your do you write your goals and then go back and visit them, or or what do you do? It's funny because I finally got around to checking off some goals. I was looking at the list in an old um, 
an old notebook, you know, uh, you know, just for scribbling jokes and ideas and thoughts and stuff. And the, I dated it and it was 2008, you know, so it took me a long time. Yeah. You know, but I, you know, I, those were my goals for 2009, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But you know, at least I was able to, you know, take care of that. And then, um, you know, I, a lot, a lot has seemed to happen to me, uh, in the last year. And I find it's also really helpful if like I get really upset or really frustrated. Um, I, I don't look the way I want to look or I'm not as successful, whatever that definition is as, as I want to be or whatever. Sometimes it's helpful to go back and go, well, look at all this awesome stuff Yeah, that did happen. Uh, you should be thankful. You should be incredibly um, appreciative of, of where you've come and what you've done. What about what about things that you keep saying you're gonna do and you never do? You just don't do it, and then you step back. You go, "Wow, that, I've been saying that for five years." You talking about cleaning up at, around the house, cleaning up around the house, <laughs> yeah. putting yeah. putting pictures up on the walls. I mean, we've been here for four years. We wanted to put pictures. We do. We've not put the pictures up. Um, taking piano lessons. I've been saying that for like ten years. I've done it. You know, just some things where you go. Am I just saying this just to say it? Is this something that comes into my head makes me feel good for a minute and I? say it and I move on. I mean, I mean, I guess if I reflected, if you were really to like sit there and reflect and go, wow, this whole year went by to not do that, you know, and then, and then step up and go, okay, I will, I'm going to do this now and actually do it. You know, that's a good thing. I think, um, I think what happens is you have the added pressure. Now you have that guilt. So it, it, it's not helpful to go, Oh, I didn't do this. I didn't get around to it. Um, there've been a few things I feel like I've, I mean, definitely things that I've shrugged off, but other things that I feel like I have accomplished. Um, and, and as cliche as it is, I think that if you just take that first piano lesson, mm -hmm. if you just take the first step, then you at least have that guilt gone. You know, you at least at least I'm doing something. You know, I think I gotta buy the keyboards. I'm gonna go buy the keyboards. <laughs> you can you can go the other way where you buy all the stuff, and then it just, then it just collects there. dust. <laughs> so oh. you know, I um I think what happens is a lot of people, especially the creative people I know, uh, this is just maybe perfectionists in general. Um, if you're not great at something right away, you tend to drop it. Right. You know, and it's just like, well, I want to be awesome. But it doesn't work that way. I mean, the first time that you ever wrote a script, it wasn't going to be the best script. The first time you ever went on stage, it wasn't the best stand-up set ever. I mean, you know that just from experience, I know from experience, it takes time to kind of build up to awesome. Yeah, I and, used to, listen, I've been, I've been guilty of what you just said forever in that I used to, and I don't, I don't know if it's, if it's that I'm a perfectionist and I need to kill it right away, but I, I think that I see things that seem interesting and I go, oh, I want to do that. So I remember in, 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 in grad school, I think I was kind of bored with the grad school. That's why I probably dropped out in the end. I just wasn't for me. Um, and I wanted to take some electives to, because I, you could take electives. And now I'm at grad school, I should be working on a thesis or whatever it is, you know, focusing. But meanwhile, I took like karate um, and then I took um, flamenco dancing. Nice. And then I took something. I forget what it was. Like, I took like three or four electives. And I remember walking to the flamenco dance class. And first of all, I didn't have like the shoes. You know how they wear those black shoes that make the sound, almost like yeah. tap dance shoes? I don't have the shoes. I just put on like some dress shoes. And I show up. 
and the lady's like, she's like, stomp your feet on the ground. We're all stomping our feet. And then she's like, now take your hands right by your side and bring it up really intensely. And it's like, you know, this it's basically what you see on, you know, if you've ever seen flamenco dancers, they, they're very, very dramatic, you know, uh, you know, and their hands come up and they go like, everything's very stiff, but, but, but dramatic. And you're doing this and, and, and I'm trying to do it. And then she's doing it really well. And, and then I was like, that's cool. I was like, hey, you know, how long have you been doing this? I don't know. How long does this take? He's like, you know, it takes like five years and you got to keep going. And I was like, oh, forget it. I had I a semester. I was thinking it would be a semester. Yeah, I'm thinking this is yeah. what I'm going to, you know. So, it was like, <laughs> so I've been like that forever. Um, I, th- I think that in general, people are amazed or surprised or would be surprised about how much hard work actually goes into things that look, like you said, effortless. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... um I think that's also a good lesson, you know, where you see somebody who's amazing, you know, playing the guitar and, um, you know, not to bring everything back to stand up, but I think the best insult slash best compliment you can get is when somebody assumes that you're just some, you know, idiot who found his way on stage and just started talking. Yeah. You know, what you've done is taken something that can be pretty complicated and made it look so easy that, you know, the average audience member is like, oh, yeah, I could do that. And, yeah. and, and like I say, it's, it's a compliment in that you've really figured out how to do your job well, but it's also an insult because people just think that they can do it. You know, techni- <laughs> this is going to be a little rambling. I've been thinking about this stuff for a while, uh, just in case you couldn't tell. Yeah. But with all the technology, as great as it is, um, Photoshop uh photo filters you know with um certain apps instagram oh, yeah. all that everybody thinks that they're an artist now yeah everybody thinks that they're a photographer now yeah everybody and and we've we've used these tools and a lot of people mistake the tool for um ability yeah well i was thinking that i was thinking like photographers must be pissed off right now cuz Really, when you do take a picture on Instagram and you put that little filter on it, it looks pretty damn cool. Yeah. But these guys are artists that sit there and you know go into a lab and they play with the colors and they this and they that and they create something that's art and yet you just press a button. So imagine if as a comedian, if there were like a button that people would just press. It's and called Twitter. Yeah. Well, it is. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. But no, but no. I'm saying, but I'm no. saying what if there were a button that they would press that would kind of write their joke for them based right. on their based on their story whatever it is uh, yeah or you have your own base story and then you you know i'm going to put on the rodney dangerfield filter i'm going to put on the jeff Fox exactly filter. which by I'm the gonna... way this is a great idea let's stop talking about this because we really should develop this <laughs> this is a fantastic idea i'm serious can you imagine if you were like whatever um i just broke my ankle or something and i feel, I feel like an idiot and then you put the rodney dangerfield filter on it and then and you hit it play and then it goes like hey my ankle you know my ankle uh, if my wife saw my ankle she tell she tell her to take a hike oh hey. or whatever that's that's not that's not quite right it's close i get it. we haven't invented the filter yet yeah but once filter, you get the filter yeah. that, that that'll be much better uh, yeah and then the problem with the filters are then you have to pay these people because the, the the beauty of the, the, if you do the rodney dangerfield filter you, you, you probably got to pay rodney dangerfield like you know his estate you know, five cents every time you do the filter. Well, Whereas the so. beauty of Instagram is that that bastard doesn't have to pay anybody anything. He just Man. created these filters. 
I, I think about, I think about the uh, photo booths that are gone out of business. I yeah. think about Kodak, think about, Kodak. Yeah. That you got to, you know, change with the times. I remember like now you get all these photos done on a, on a, on a disc. You can save it forever. By the way, we have got such an archived, you know, we were talking about taking video of your daughter at Disneyland, whether you had record of it or not. We've got so many digital photos, so many videos. And before then, you know, I had the, uh, the camcorder, you know, the mm-hmm. digital tape and, and, um, and then even before then we had our wedding on uh, video camera. Yeah. And those tapes exist somewhere. Photos just everywhere. Yeah. And, you know, another thing that's on your to-do list, I don't know if I'll ever get to, when are you going to actually archive all this stuff? Exactly. Properly. When are you actually going to look at all this stuff? Exactly. I agree uh, who with I, you. Who am I leaving it for? Yeah. Um, it would be glorious if one day it was all put together some way to where I could just like push a button and look, look, there's our wedding. You, you know, know what I'm going to do? There's... You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go and uh, shoot somebody. Just shoot them. Just to do it. With a gun. I'm going to just go kill somebody. Oh, so... No, no. Listen to, <laughs> okay. my, listen to my plan. Okay. Then, if I do it in a outlandish enough way, okay, when I do this, they may do like a Dateline or a E! True Hollywood story, something like that, on me. And then they'll need the footage and the and the pictures and they will archive it for me. There you go. And then I'll be like and then I'll be like no, I actually did not mean to kill that guy. I was just trying to get my stuff archived. You should um you should do it in the flamenco shoes. Flamenco shoes. Do it with a flourish. I should you know? be dressed in a flamenco outfit. And what I'll do, you know what I'll do? I'll go into a flamenco dance. Okay. And I'll start dancing flamenco. And you know their hands come up and usually like a flower comes out. Oh. And a okay. gun will come out. And then, but I don't want to, sh- I don't really want to kill anybody. Here's so what th- you do then. Let's, let's wrap it all together. You go to Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. I was th- you, and we, we take think care of like, those animatronic guys. That way you're still dude, shooting. You're still the crazy flamenco shooter. Dude, that'll be a great scene. But then, nobody has to die. They will totally want to do uh, a, a, a Dateline thing on me. Because what I'll do is I'll just go around shooting all the pirates. <laughs> and they'll say, he lost his mind. And then they'll just, and then they'll have that picture of me, you know, younger. He was young. He was, you know, come from Iran and this happened and then da, 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 da. And then he got married and then here comes the marriage footage. Yeah. Right. And then he had kids. Here's some, here's these great kid pictures I've taken. I've been trying to watch for a long time. <laughs> this is brilliant. They interview your neighbors and now you get to know your neighborhood a little get bit the better. Na- neighbor pictures. Yeah. All right. Let's take a break and come back. This is a great idea. Yo, this is Chris Spencer. I know you guys are listening to us. You're laughing and you're telling everybody about us, but we need you to rate it. So when you go on iTunes, rate us. Go down to where it says comments and say, hey, I think you're groovy. Hey, minivan men, we're back. Maz Jobrani, Al, Madrig- uh, Al Madrigal is having technical difficulties, uh, and uh, it's just Maz and Aaron again. Yo. And um, we were talking about, uh, a quick question I had for Aaron was, now we're talking about just reflecting on life and, and you know taking the time to reflect. Now, Aaron, do you specifically remember a goal that you set out last year that you actually accomplished this past year? 
Um, well, I would say that it was a long time coming, but uh, we've discussed it as, as trying to attack comedy full time. Um, you quit your day job. And that was a big deal. How long had you been... Hey, did you have that written somewhere on a sheet? Like, I used to write my goals. I used to, when I first started out, this was before phones were what they are now, I had a wallet and I would write like my list of 10 things I wanted to do. And I would, and I didn't really give it a time. I just would revisit the goals from time to time and go, oh, wow, I, I, I accomplished that. Now, did you have something like that or do you have something like that that you've written down that you looked at last year or this year and said i did it i found it in one of the old notebooks where it's like i wanted to um be a full-time comic i wanted to little goals like get my voiceover demo completed and get with an agency and you know et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. and there's certain things i discovered over the years that are just beyond your control um especially in in the comedy world a good goal is to uh, uh, write enough material to headline or to be invited to this club or to things that, that you can control things that you can control. But a dumb goal would be, I'd like to get on Letterman. I'm not saying it's dumb. I'm saying it's beyond your control, right? It's, it's, you can do everything right. You can have the right demo. You can have the contact you can, but, and, and I've gone on so many auditions and I've gone to so many showcases and, and um, they're bringing Last Comic Standing back, I heard, but in a very different way. Mm -hmm. And I've, I did five or six of those, I remember. And if, they're not, if you're not what they're looking for, then you're just not what they're looking for. Right. And that, that's outside. But the thing is, it takes time to learn that. You know, the, the first couple of rejections, I take it very hard. And that's um, like, like, so like for somebody in another field, that's like if somebody goes, I want to get a job in whatever it is, in that, finan in that financial company, doing whatever, being a stockbroker. Now, you may fail 10 times. They might not hire you because you're just not the right fit. Right. But the idea is to get your credentials, get it all lined up, be ready to go, have your, basically that's your material really, and, and be ready to go and then, and then go and, and, and try your, you just keep going and and you'll find a, a way in right can i tell you that the, also the big difference when when i'm like writing the goal and i don't remember who told me this but i've heard it from a few people now <coughs> sorry instead of the i will or i hope to or i wish for kind of thinking mm -hmm. the i am so you give know, us an example like i am a successful, busy, full-time working comedian in 2014 versus I hope to be. So, for example, and let's just say, let's say, let's say, let's, let's go with my example I did in the about previous the segment. financial, yeah. No, let's say, let's say we go with like piano. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. So I want to learn the piano. So rather than saying I will learn the piano, I wish I could learn it, I am a piano player. I am a pianist, I, I am a pianist. I, I, or I am a dedicated student. You know, that, the yeah, idea yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, that, you know, what's really funny is a good movie to think about, and I'm sure this episode will come out right before February 2nd, Groundhog's Day. You watch Groundhog Day with Bill Murray, and it's, a, it's, a, it's an awesome lesson in exactly what we're talking about, about there's things that you know that you'd, like, you'd want to change. 
um, about yourself, things that you want to learn, things like if you had all the time in the world, what would you actually get around to doing? Right. <clears throat> and the thing is, you watch a movie like that, and he pays for a first lesson. Never had a piano lesson before. But by the end of the movie, he's just ripping it up. You know, he's, he's this awesome piano player. It looks like, from everybody else's perspective, that he's, you know, he's learned all of this in one day. Mm-hmm. When in actuality, whatever the timeline is for that movie, and I've heard anywhere from like a couple of years to, you know, thousands of years. Yeah. You know, is that it? It was a it was a little thing he did every day. Yeah, that's know? a great movie. That's a if for those who haven't seen it, you should see it. Or if you have seen it, see it again. Like uh, based here, we'll go with my the goal that you just said. I am gonna watch Groundhog's Day. <laughs> I am a Groundhog's Day watcher. I'm putting that on my list right there. It's but you know it's. I think it's really funny too. That. Uh, a lot of major religions have kind of staked claim on that movie. Oh, really? <clears throat> because it is a very spiritual movie without being about religion. Well, it's interesting that religions would even get it. Like, it, for example, if you look at it from a Buddhist, you know, my my very very little knowledge on Buddhism, but you know, the whole thing of being in the moment. You look at it from that standpoint of like being in the moment and embracing the moment and being where you are. There's probably a lot of that in in Groundhog's Day. Oh, and that's yeah. But it's just funny to think like a Buddhist would even. It it almost seems too petty for a Buddhist to step up and be like, "Well, this film is obviously inspired by us." You know what I'm saying? Like the whole idea of being you and not caring about all this other petty crap. You know, or if you say like, "Oh, like like Christianity, like Jesus did good, and you know, this is him, Bill Murray, learning to do good." And therefore, this is obviously inspired by Jesus. Again, it feels like a movie like this, a comedy, is too petty for if you're like this religious noble, you know, you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? I think if you were talking about Joe Dirt, you'd be right. (laughs) But I think that this is one of those movies that has like struck a chord with so many people Hmm. over the years. I mean, it's been around for 20 plus years. Wow. It, that, yeah, doesn't that make you freak out? Like I found that's out one that, of those. That's one of those wows. Yeah. Um, but I've heard uh, Jewish studies, uh, uh, Christian studies, Buddhism is a, it's a perfect example. There is no tomorrow. Who wrote yesterday. Groundhog's Day? Um, I think it must have been a Jewish guy. I, I'm going to say it wrong. Well, I'm going to say the name. I think it is. Uh, is it Daniel Rubin? Yeah, it's Jewish. Does that sound right? There you go. So maybe maybe uh, it was a Hebrew thing. But uh, Harold Ramis? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I'm IMDBing it as we talk. Are you? Okay, well then I'll... But no, you keep talking. No, no, no. Uh, But it's, um, it's 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 a movie about kind of... He finally wins by accepting the moment. Yeah. By learning to enjoy himself in the moment. Yeah. Versus... Why isn't he getting this? And how he was he wronged that way? And how can I get out of here? How can I move on to the next step? And I think that, you know, whether there are any obvious parallels to like Christ or whatever, the, the overall message about learning to treat other people with respect, um, the fact that he did so, if you remember the movie at all, 
uh, he saves lives. <laughs> he he helps he helps the mayor uh, who's choking. The, a kid falls out of a tree. He and helps it's Bill, old ladies. And it's, it's Bill Murray. For those of you who don't remember it, it's Bill Murray. It's a great movie. It's Go hysterical on. too, by the way. And yeah. I've, I've read that, that if it were done by anybody else, if Harold Ramis and that team, and if it wasn't Bill Murray, it would be insufferable. You wouldn't be able to watch it. But they make it so, they make it fun. You laugh. You have a great time with it, which is why it's so easy to pass off as, oh, it's just a lighthearted comedy. Written by but, Danny Rubin and Harold ah, Ramis. There you yeah. go. I was right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I've heard so many stories. Um, I'm also a big fan of uh, the character actor Stephen Tobolowsky. He's the guy who played uh, Ned, the insurance agent. Um, I Have you ever crossed paths? He's a tall, skinny guy, bald, glasses, nasally voice. Uh-huh. He's been in everything, and he's got his own podcast, which I, I listened to, and there was an episode dedicated to um, Groundhog Day, but um, he's he's a guy who... What's his name? Steve Tobolowski? Steven Tobolowski. I think you've mentioned this guy before. Yeah, maybe. Steven Tobolowski. T-O-B-O-L-O-W-S-K-Y. I don't mean to be plugging somebody else's podcast, but... Oh, yeah, this guy's <coughs> in everything. He's, yeah. And yeah, so yeah, he, yeah. he had a lot of great stories about the about the movie and about uh, the process, the filmmaking process, and about working with Bill Murray. Hmm. So interesting. That's that's a goal, by the way. I wrote when I was six years old to work with Bill Murray. To work with Bill Murray. Interesting. I've and, heard. I, I mean, I've never met the guy, but I've heard negative stuff about him. Is it just that he's tired? Bill Murray. Yeah. People that have worked I, with him have said he's he wasn't nice. I, I think that he's just in his own realm and uh, maybe that's it. He's just either so on a different plane that he just seems mean. And it could be that he's tired. I mean, I, I mean, I, you know, working on film and television and, and the sort, it's uh, the hours are long. They get you there early. You leave late, especially if you're the star of something. So like Bill Murray's usually the star of the pro film he's in and and you wait around and then you got to be high energy and then you got to wait around and it's up and down up and down and so you know what I, I you know I don't know the guy so I, it just could be that the guy's tired that the guy's just trying to you know Anyway I, we're getting off on some digress stuff. Yeah. yeah yeah digress big time So Going back to, this is where we're going to wrap it up on this today. Going back to goals. So if you're listening to this, if you've been waiting, join us. Let's write some goals. I am a pianist. <laughs> I am a person with a clean closet. And I am someone with pictures on my walls. Those are my three goals. Aaron, what do you got? I'm still losing my weight. Ah. I'm feeling pretty good about that. So mm -hmm. I am a healthy weight in 2014. Mm -hmm. uh, I am uh, continuing my journey on this this creative pursuit. Mm -hmm. uh, however, that however that manifests itself. That's very vague, but go on. Well, I I like to give myself a little wiggle room. I am an, I am in existence. That's my I, I am, goal. I am, a, I am a being who will see a few things and do a few other things. That's funny. <laughs> like, yeah. um, and, uh, I don't know. I don't know what else there is that I want right now. All right. Well, that's good, man. Get in shape. Keep yeah. working. 
I am, I got one more. I am going to take back the fish tank that I bought with the two, two goldfish with the, with, whose filter does not work, whose, where, where that, that will cause the fish to die if I don't take them back today. Oh, geez. Yeah, you better get on that. I am going to do this. <laughs> or, you, or you will be a um, uh, mortician. A fish murderer. Fish can I can I circle back to the very first thing that you said? Yeah. About the birthday party? Yeah. First of all, that's a really cool thing that they do for your daughter. Yeah, I agree. Um did they allow you to bring in any treats? Yeah, they yeah, they brought we brought some like little cakes on a stick. Like it was like lollipop shaped cakes, like little little bites, cake bites. Yeah, those cake yeah. Um uh, because Max's birthday is during the Christmas break, it's always been weird, you know, mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. him getting to celebrate with his friends. Uh huh. And so this week, even though it's a few weeks late, um, he was allowed to bring in some treats. But oh, they're, not uh, allowed to, they're not allowed to do anything special. But the thing is, you're not allowed to bring in anything homemade. Oh you're yeah, allow- in case you're not your dad's a- some weirdo and puts razors in there. It's 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 a totally again just a totally different um, way of doing birthdays now. But so we had to do individually wrapped rice krispie treats. Hmm. That doesn't seem very birthday ish. Yeah. Uh, to me, but like they had to be pre made, pre packaged, <clears throat> individually. Blah 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 blah. And plus, you got to bring enough for everybody. Yeah. So. And and they didn't let him get to hold a globe or I don't know if they sang a song. I think that I buy treats and they pass them out and move the kid to L.A. He that. can come. He can come hold a globe at our school. We need to do that. Yeah. yeah. But um, well, the, well, happy birthday to Max as well. Little little belated, but happy birthday yeah, to him. Thank you. And um, you got anything coming up? Are you touring? Uh, San Antonio in a couple of weeks. Um, and then South Texas. Uh, in a couple uh, March and uh, working on a few other things. Hopefully I'll get out there more in the country. You are a successful comedian. Yeah, just the tour dates don't show it just yet, but it's happening, it's (laughs) happening. I am on Netflix, so check out uh, I Come in Peace, which is on Netflix, and I'm excited about that. That's my comedy special, and uh, that's it, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us and letting us babble a little bit, but I think we got some good uh, life-affirming ideas into this episode. Kept it clean. Kept it clean. We'll talk about that next time. (laughs) Next time. Minivan Men. Thanks for listening. Bye. All right, folks, thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch or find out more, you can go to minivanmen.com or contact us through our websites, masjobrani.com and almadrigal.com. We hope to hear from you. Thanks. Thanks.